Hi there, and welcome to It's Coming with Kim and Christine. I'm Kim. And I'm Christine. And this is It's Coming, our weekly podcast on the signs of the second coming. This isn't any weekly podcast. This is our last in our series of a year-long weekly episodes. We've talked about all kinds of things. And so today we're just going to spend time talking about the coming itself and not the signs of the coming. Right. And and basically like what's going to happen? What's going to happen when he comes? I think we should have, we'll have like, we'll do another episode or two after Jesus comes, but what? it's our last episode for now. You mean after he comes, like when he comes for real? Yeah. Just to say, hello, we told you hey. so. well i think it's a good day to talk about his coming because this podcast comes out on christmas day so merry christmas and merry christmas from me too oh my gosh look the boy is there yes it's mr boy (laughs) (laughs) he's supposed to say mr boy and i'm like he has uh, such a deep voice it's not a boy Well, I've been wondering what's going to happen on this podcast. I've been all pins and needles because it's like, uh, it's been a whole year. You guys have been talking about it and talking about it. So finally, I'm I'm glad you guys are finally (laughs) just getting around to it. Yeah, I know. And really, we didn't even cover absolutely everything, but we covered the more interesting parts. So you, you covered all kinds of stuff. Like, did you guys cover when like Frodo gets the ring from Sauron and, uh, <laughs> and Gollum gets like Gollum. Okay, I just figured out he's talking Lord of the Rings. Before yeah. that, I didn't know what he was talking about. I I have never stayed awake during a Lord of the Rings movie. I just I've never it. watched one. My I've children, tried, but I cannot stay awake. Them. They are so boring. We have the series, <laughs> and the boys when they were younger, and the boys' friends used to call Jordan. What did you say, Gollum? Is that his name? Is he the one with the big eyes? Yeah, he's the like the weird thing. Yeah, they used that's what they used to call my daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's so <laughs> rude! It is so rude. There's there's oh a lot of similarities between Lord of the Rings and the Doctrine and Covenants. So, oh really? Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I I do quote it sometimes. <laughs> I say, "Hello, my precious." <laughs> yes that is uh that that's a line from the movie and, yeah and that that's a line from luke as well so uh in the new testament as well so hello my Stop. precious is in luke <laughs> no well, uh, I, I should give you guys uh I, I was told that i need to come on here and do a shout out to sarah who was wondering uh, uh what, what had happened to me so uh, <laughs> Sarah, wherever you are out there, I'm still around, and uh, I'm waiting to hear how Lord of the Rings uh, is part of uh, the Second Coming. You know, um, what's funny is that Sarah listened to our podcast in last week, which actually recorded or came out yesterday. Anyway, she listened to it today, and she's like, "I got a shout out on your podcast. I'm so famous!" And now here it is, two weeks in a row. I know. Let's not tell Sarah how not a big deal our podcast is. <laughs> Well, you get you. This is the podcast that like broke the internet like several times. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so this is the boy signing off. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody! And uh, uh, this is the final. I don't know if it is the final. It is the final broadcast of its coming. until after Jesus comes. And so, uh, and Christine and I might be eighty-year-old women, but we'll come back and do a wrap-up. What uh, the listeners don't know is that uh, Christine and Kim are 80-year-old women. <laughs> funny, funny. Boy. 
funny. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, boy. <laughs> Every now and then he wants to add a mister to his boy. And I'm like, no, no, you're just the boy. <laughs> There's no mister to the boy. <laughs> Well, unless all of these plans could be disrupted, if instead on Christmas Day, the Savior came. Yeah. Haven't we learned enough to know that it's not going to happen? Gonna happen. <laughs> a few things that still have to happen yet. Do I have yeah. to? Do you think there's you? a particular anything that indicates the season in which he'll come? Oh, um, like, like is, he, is he going to come in the spring or the fall? Like that yeah. season? Mm-hmm, is that what mm-hmm, you mean by mm-hmm. season? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Christmas season. I mean, I will say that frequently important stuff happens in April and like around April 6th and also like in September, like around the 21st. So that is only a guess. And I know this isn't supposed to be about Christine guessing, but I would guess it's either going to be in the spring or the fall as in September or April. That's just my guess. Okay. Well, what else do we know? Shall we get into it? Okay, let's do this. So today I just wanted to go over, I want to talk about what we can expect when he actually comes, like if we are alive here on earth, uh, what's going to happen. Does that sound fun? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Fun. I know how to have fun. Okay. So um, (laughs) uh, one thing I wanted to say is that first of all, uh, Jesus has a few things to say and he's going to talk. That's what's going to happen first. Okay. Okay talking when i was reading in uh doctrine and covenant section 43 um it talked about how the voice of the lord was going to to speak and it reminded me of um you know in third nephi chapter 10 like right prior to jesus coming after his death and resurrection over in jerusalem after that he came to the people in america that's like found in the book of mormon for those of you that aren't familiar with that. And so prior to that, so this is like after Jesus died and he was coming to the Americas, there was great destruction in the land and it was um, there was a period of darkness and he spoke to the people like before he physically came and that was in section or chapter 11, he spoke to them. And it's interesting because when I'm reading in Doctrine and Covenants 43, He's going to say some of the kind of same things, which is kind of interesting. So he says this, um, okay, the Lord shall utter his voice out of heaven saying, hearken, O ye nations of the earth, and hear the words of that God who made you. O ye nations of the earth, how often would I have gathered you together as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, but ye would not. And that is the same thing he says over in um, 3 Nephi. He's basically speaking to the unrepentant non-followers of Christ. And he, he goes on to say, How oft have I called you by the mouth of my servants and by the ministering of angels and by mine own voice and by the voice of thunderings and the voice of lightnings and the voice of tempests and by the voice of earthquakes and great hailstorms and by the voice of famines and pestilence of every kind. Uh, all these things that we've talked about. Uh, the great sound of a trump and by the voice of judgment and by the voice of mercy all the day long, and by the voice of the, the glory and honor and riches of eternal life and would have saved you with an everlasting salvation, but ye would not. So he clearly, when he's talking, he's, he's talking to those people that will not be saved at his coming. And he's, I think he's saying, I wanted to save you. I really mm. wanted to, like I tried so hard. I yeah. um 
I gave it every effort. That's kind of sad to think about. It is. I know that is the sad part mm-hmm. because we know that those people that um, will not be saved are they're not going to be around to hear him speak later. So it's it's kind of like he's he's getting some he's getting some words in while he can, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It also talks about that in a couple other places, but I wanted to read from uh, section 43 because I felt like it was the most, most thorough anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, next I, I wanted to talk about what he's going to be wearing. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, not that I'm into fashion all that much, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do appreciate artwork. And I will say that so many of these um, paintings of the second coming are incorrect. Oh. And that Minerva Tykert is the one that got it right. And pretty much all the other popular ones are wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we're going to read from Isaiah. Just a sec. Let me find Isaiah. Chapter 63. I just had to, to Google Minerva. She's like one of my very favorite artists. And her depictions of Christ are really, really beautiful. She has a, a painting of Esther that's very famous. Um, yes, I'm seeing nice. it now. Yes. Okay. And did you see the red robe one? Oh, whoops, yes. I just gave it away. okay yeah that's interesting because usually okay i'll let you still read the scripture and i'll still act surprised but Ah. i think usually you're right a lot of the images portray christ in white with maybe a red sash or i know a little token red sash but uh Mm -hmm. his garments are red let me show you this uh isaiah 63 uh, starting in verse one it says and who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bezorah that is glorious in his apparel, traveling with greatness in his strength? I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save, wherefore thou art red in thine apparel, and thine garments like him that treadeth the wine fat. I have trodden the winepress alone, and the people there was and of all the people there was none with me, for I tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and the blood shall be like, sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment for the day of vengeance is my is in mine heart and the year of my redeemed is come. So he's saying, I'm going to wear red and it's symbolic. It's representative of the blood that I shed when I suffered for your sins. And um, hmm. uh, so he is for sure wearing red. Uh, it also talks about that in um, Doctrine and Covenants 133 and also in Doctrine and Covenants um, 48. Uh, so in a number of different places, um, he makes it really clear that, uh, yeah. So I want you to picture, right? So don't just picture the paintings that you've seen all your life. You're going to make a new painting in your head, right? So first you'll hear his voice and then um, he's going to come wearing red. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all everyone's going to see it together. So um, it says that in a number of places, but specifically, I'll tell you in Doctrine and Covenants section 101, verse 23, all flesh shall see me together. So, um, you know, in um, Matthew 24, it says, if anyone says, hey, he's off in the desert or, hey, he's over here, he came, you know, they're like, don't believe it, don't believe it. And that's, and it's because no one needs to tell you, no one will need to tell anybody because all flesh will see it together. That's also found in Isaiah 40, verse 5, that everyone's going to see it at once. Such a interesting, like trying to, the world is round. I know, but it might be after the Pangea thing. 
Okay. I'm just saying no one's going to be on the ocean on the other side. All flesh will see it together. We know that. Yeah. Okay. Then my next part of the little painting that you're painting in your head is who's going to be there with him, right? So when you see the paintings of the second coming, what do you see? Like sometimes it's just Jesus all by himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one where there's like some, some angel angels, horns. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? There are actually some really specific things about who's going to be there. So in Isaiah chapter 12. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm yawning. Okay. So am <laughs> I boring you, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> I won't keep you much longer. <laughs> okay. But everyone will see it. But they'll just probably see him descending then, right? Because then you're talking about who's going to be there. Mm, no, no, no. He's going to be up in the sky with him. Oh, okay. All right. Keep going. Where are we going? That's what I'm saying. All uh, right. <laughs> you've got my interest. I'm it's gonna not like the paintings now. that just show Jesus or a few <laughs> angels with some horns. <laughs> okay. So in Doctrine and Covenants, <laughs> section 29 says, and again, Sandy, but it hath gone forth in a firm decree by the will of my father that mine apostles, the 12 which were with me at my ministry in Jerusalem, shall stand at my right hand and at the day of, of my coming in a pillar of fire being clothed with robes of righteousness and with crowns upon their heads and glory, even as I am to judge the whole house of Israel, even as many as have loved me and kept my commandments and none else. Hmm. If you're painting your painting here, at his right hand are the 12 apostles that were with him in his ministry in Jerusalem. So, you know, Peter, James, John, Matthew, Thomas, like those guys. Judas? <laughs> Probably not Judas. Wasn't Judas one of the 12? It doesn't say 11. <laughs> I think that Paul's going to get his spot, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, this is not about Christine guessing. So uh, <laughs> anyway, he just says his 12 um, from uh, that were with him in, in Jerusalem. So okay. they're going to be right there with him as he's coming. Okay. <laughs> and then if we take this to Doctrine and Covenants, section 133, verse 54 and 55, it lists some more people that are going to be there. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but um, it, Enoch and the prophets before him. And Noah and Moses and Elijah, Adam's probably like, hello, why didn't you say my name and just say the prophets before him? Anyway, I'm sure Adam gets it. <laughs> and, um, Moses, Elijah, John, and other prophets, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So like, so we've got the 12, they're right there at the right hand, but also like all the other big names are going to be there too. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. all the prophets up until when? Who was the last prophet? Like the... President on a timeline. No. <laughs> <laughs> on a timeline of who will be there that it just announced or just said, just announced. Okay, they didn't just announce it, they announced it probably a couple thousand years ago. But like, because where was that reference? Oh, well, this is in, no, this is in Doctrine and Covenants. So this is, oh, okay. So it was modern day scripture. A couple yeah. hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. But what, up until what prophets, like the Old Testament prophets, all of them? Or just some. Those are just the ones that are mentioned there. But then um, there are a couple other scriptures. One says, all the hosts of heaven. Okay, this is going to be a really big group. 
up in the sky now, right? No wonder everyone's going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Right. <laughs> and then in um, section 45, it also says that the saints that have slept. Huh. So that's not just modern day prophets, but that's. Who's sleeping? Oh, the, that have died. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you um, go to Doctrine and Covenants 76, verse 63, this is the section that's talking about the degrees of glory and like, um, you know, instead of just believing in a heaven and hell, basically saying that we're going to receive a, a, an inheritance in heaven according to our works in this life, essentially, for the most part. And uh, it says... When they are describing um, the inheritance of the celestial kingdom, which would be considered the the highest kingdom for the righteous, describing who they are, it says, These are they with whom he shall bring with him when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. I'm thinking that through. These are those that will reign with him. No, that he will bring with him. Bring with him. So Jesus is going to bring with him when he comes. So, you know, I think a lot of times I would picture, oh, Jesus is coming. I would picture this one person coming, right? Jesus is coming. Okay. Jesus is coming and he is bringing an entourage. I think that sounds appropriate, personally. Yeah. He should have <laughs> right. an entourage. And included in that are basically all those that have lived and died that have um, inherited the celestial kingdom. All of those he shall bring with him. When he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. Wow. Yeah. That'll be quite the scene. It's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. So we've got all the holy angels, the saints that have slept, the 12 that were with him in his ministry, Enoch, the prophets before him, poor Adam. Oh, so sad. Noah, Moses, Elijah, John, just because he didn't get his name. I mean, he's a big deal. Adam's a big deal. Adam's a big deal. You'd think they'd have mentioned him. (laughs) You know, those prophets before Enoch. <laughs> um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and um, uh, yeah, and all the hosts of heaven and those that will inherit the celestial kingdom. So th- those are the ones that are called out. But basically, it's like every righteous person, period. Isn't that wow. pretty much sum it up? Yeah, that's those that are living and those that aren't living. And uh, especially you get a front row seat if you were a prophet, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, uh, you know, I'll be like in the in the bleachers if I'm lucky, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are you painting the picture in your head? I'm painting right? the picture. He's wearing picture. red. He already, before he came, he had some words with the bad guys. He's wearing red and he's bringing all of his friends with him. A hundred percent of them. He's bringing everybody. Wow. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about was just... So we know Jesus is coming. And so what are, what are we supposed to do about that? You know, a f- couple of podcasts ago, you saw that I'd been setting all the talks in the general, from general conference. Mm-hmm. And so many talks, like several, I will say, I think there was three anyway, that um, where the speaker quoted President Nelson from his 2018 talk. And then I went on to kind of look and, I'm, and other conferences since 2018, because we have two a year, and there have been so many speakers that have quoted President Nelson, which I have already done on this podcast. It's, um, it's the quote where he's like, 
that we won't be able to survive spiritually without the guiding influence of the Holy Ghost in, mm-hmm. in the last days. I thought I want to go back and really look more at not just that quote, but what is the overall message in that talk? And so I spent a little time studying um, his talk. And this is the one where he is this his first conference as the prophet of the church. So President Monson passed away, I think it was like in January. So he's been the prophet for a couple of months, but it's his first conference. And he um, kind of starts a little bit like introducing himself a little bit, telling a little bit about himself. And he talks about how his wife passed away and how he was remarried. He uh, talks about like what it was like when he had to choose two counselors as the prophet. And um, then they also chose two new apostles. And just talked about how the Holy Ghost helped every decision and guided every decision. And then he, he is basically saying how the, the help of the Lord is there for all of us. He says, how willing the Lord is to reveal his mind and will through the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. The Lord will assist us in all our righteous pursuits. I'm kind of skipping around, just kind of reading a couple of lines. And then he goes on to say, God speaks to his children. If we lack wisdom, we may ask God. There he's quoting James chapter one, verse five. So, you know, we're talking about how Jesus is coming and here his message is like, he wants to speak to you now. Like he has messages for each of us and he wants to speak to us. And then he kind of gives us some specifics. And it's a really good uh, reminder because I thought, why am I not doing this better? He said this, he said, pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses. Yes, the very longings of your heart. And then listen, write the thoughts that come to your mind, record your feelings and follow through with actions that you are prompted to take. As you repeat this process day after day, month after month, year after year, you will grow in the principle of revelation. And as I read that, I thought, why don't I have like a little notebook next to my bed where I am writing the thoughts? Because it says right here, write the thoughts that come to your mind. Do you have a little notebook, Kim, where you write the thoughts that come to your mind? You know, I don't. And I'm. I, you were saying that and I was like, where was I just recently? It could have even been general conference, like, like mm-hmm. as you were studying where they were reiterating the importance of writing down revelation. And it's been on kind of my heart and mind. And I technically do have a notebook, but like next to my bed, I technically do. Am I using it? No. But for some reason, that's kind of been weighing on my heart and mind lately, like about getting in that habit of doing it because, gosh, I wish I could remember. It had to have been journal conference that I was reading that, they were reiterating the importance of if we want to receive revelation, we need to be documenting the revelation that we are receiving. And it's just kind of been kind of sitting there. So yeah, definitely something I, I I'm going to share like on the other side of it, which is not technically revelation. It's more just like answers to prayers, which can't be revelation, but depending. But my point is, is that I started this um, a few years ago and it's really just a fun experiment, I will say, is that because I am like a little like I get distracted and I forget what I'm think- doing and 
all the time. So even when I'm praying, and I know that sounds really bad, but like, <laughs> oh, we've all fallen. I'm terrible at like, okay, let's say you're something is like happening with you, and I'll think I should think to pray for Christine. And then when I go to pray, I forget to pray for Christine because my mind is like not remembering all those things. And so I started like keeping a notebook of like everything I was praying for, of the things that I was like petitioning the Lord for, essentially, right? Like this is on my heart. That, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so I could like then use my notebook when I prayed to remember to ask Heavenly Father to bless the different people that I, you know, the things that I'm asking for. And I will tell you what's so cool about that is that then to go back and look at that like in time and be like, oh, yeah, like that one was answered and this one was answered and this one was answered. And, you know, how many were answered? It's so mm. cool. So but no, That's for great. sure, the notebook next to my bed and just getting in that practice of writing down revelation as I feel it and receive it has been definitely on my mind that I need to get better at that. You and I, let's commit to doing that right now. We're going to get okay. a notebook. In fact, I've got a nice notebook that's empty. So I'm going to, that's my notebook for, and I, I kind of think like for me, I'm just going to write down the thoughts that I have. And, you know, I think we all, I say we all, maybe it's just me, <laughs> struggle wondering, oh, was that revelation or was that just my idea? You know, but it's like, after I'm done praying, what are the thoughts that I have? And I'm just going to write those down. And I think that in time, I will, like it says, grow Get into better. the principle of revelation and be able to identify um, the Lord's um, thoughts c compared to mine, maybe better. Yeah, yeah, I love it. 2022, there's okay. our first resolution. Oh, no, no. We're going to start right now. We okay, still have like 11 it. days of 2021. We're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and then a couple more things from his talk. He says, does God really want to speak to you? Yes. I love that. He yes. wants to speak to you. Um, and then he said, he said, you don't have to wonder about what is true. I think what a great message in this world mm -hmm. where truth is being so um, uh, clouded and, and um, basically it's like all dressed up in costumes sometimes as yeah. falsehood is. Anyway, you don't have to wonder about what is true. Basically, because he's like, you can ask God and he'll tell you. And then he says, I urge you to stretch beyond your current spiritual ability to receive personal revelation for the Lord has promised that if thou shalt seek, thou shalt receive revelation upon revelation, knowledge upon knowledge, and that thou mayest know the mysteries and the peaceable things that which bringeth joy and that which bringeth life eternal. I love that how he said to stretch beyond your current spiritual ability. Whatever that is, mm -hmm. he knows Wherever it can be better. Are. Yeah. Um, and then he gives some specifics. Uh, uh, he says, nothing opens the heavens quite like the combination of increased purity, exact obedience, earnest seeking, daily feasting on the words of Christ in the Book of Mormon, and regular time committed to temple and family history work. So there's some like real specifics. And I will say that personally, I have not been good at daily feasting on the Book of Mormon because I've been studying the Doctrine and Covenants because that's what I'm teaching in seminary. And I I need to go back and make sure that I'm daily feasting on the Book of Mormon and not just periodically. Yeah. Um, so another another good reminder for me. Yeah, um, for me too. Uh, 
And then he said, to be sure, there may be times when you feel as though the heavens are closed. I think we all have had Mm -hmm. that. But I promise that as you continue to be obedient, expressing gratitude for every blessing the Lord gives you, and as you patiently honor the Lord's timetable, you will be given the knowledge and understanding you seek. Every blessing the Lord has for you, even miracles, will follow. That is what personal revelation will do for you. What a wonderful promise. Yeah. Got me all excited. I just yeah. want to pray Even and then write miracle. down my revelation. Yeah. <laughs> finish, hurry up and finish this podcast so I can go pray. <laughs> right? Yeah. He says, if we are to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and the philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. Can't you see that so necessary mm-hmm. in today's um, sea of words? Our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. We will see miraculous indications that God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, preside over this church in majesty and glory. But in the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. And that is the very commonly quoted portion of Mm -hmm. it. And before I'm like, oh, you got to read this other part, which is talks about how some of the, his greatest works and mightiest works are going to happen. But I just wanted to put it in even more context, showing you what what can we do because of that, and how can we manage these um, these last days that we've been talking about. And the answer is um, through Revelation. He he just closes his talk by saying. Increase your spiritual capacity to receive revelation. Choose to do the spiritual work required to enjoy the gift of the Holy Ghost and hear the voice of the Spirit more frequently and more clearly. Hmm. Moroni, I exhort you to come unto Christ and lay hold upon every good gift, beginning with the gift of the Holy Ghost, which can, can and will change your life. We are followers of Jesus Christ. The most important truth the Holy Ghost will ever witness to you is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He lives. He is our advocate with the Father, our exemplar, and our Redeemer. And I will add for our Christmas message, too, that he is also the not only just the literal Son of God, but was born of his mother Mary in a stable in Bethlehem and laid in a manger and his birth was proclaimed by an angel to shepherds who came to worship him. The wise men saw the star in the east, and they came and brought him gifts. He lived a sinless life. He is our perfect example, teacher. He suffered for our sins and three day, and, and died for our sins. And three days later, he was resurrected, breaking the bands of death for each of us. And the day will come when he will come again. And we will hear his voice and we will see all see him together. He'll be descending in the clouds of heaven with all of his friends, clothed <laughs> in red, as a remembrance of the blood that he shed for each of us. And he will be clothed with power and great glory um, with all the hosts of heaven. And I um, hope that I can live so that I can witness that, whether I'm physically have died or not. I know that... Um, I know that that's a blessing for all of us that that watch for him and live our lives and in an effort to follow him. Thank you. I think it's so it is awesome that we end this year on Christmas Day 
And especially as we think and reflect on this last year about studying all of the signs of the coming of Jesus Christ, to be reminded on our last podcast, on our last day, that so similar to his birth, it was prophesied, right? The signs right. were told. Mm-hmm. And so many doubted. But those that were looking for them saw them. But those that were looking for them saw them. And the same will be true for us. I love it. All right. Well, hey, thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And thank you, Christine. And thanks to our listeners. And thanks for the whole year, not just for this week. It's been a fun year. And I've really enjoyed coming to know more about my Savior, more about the signs that testify of His coming, and having more time to ponder on and reflect on my activity in terms of how what am I doing to help prepare the world for the second coming. So thank you for that. Yeah. And thanks well, let's, to everyone. Let's get our notebooks and start learning how to communicate with Jesus better. Exactly. He'll tell us what we need to be doing. That's right. <laughs> if we listen. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thank you, Kim. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Finish hurry and finish this podcast so I can go pray. <laughs> right? Yeah. He says, if we are to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and the philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. Can't you see that so necessary mm-hmm. in today's um, sea of words? Our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. We will see miraculous indications that God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ preside over this church in majesty and glory. But in the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. And that is the very commonly quoted portion of mm-hmm. it. Um, and before, I'm like, oh, you got to read this other part, which is talks about how some of the, his greatest works and mightiest works are going to happen. But I just wanted to put it in even more context, showing you what what can we do because of that and how can we manage these um, these last days that we've been talking about. And um, and the answer is um, through Revelation. He, he just closes his talk by saying, increase your spiritual capacity to receive Revelation. Choose to do the spiritual work required to enjoy the gift of the Holy Ghost and hear the voice of the Spirit more frequently and more clearly. Hmm. Moroni, I exhort you to come unto Christ and lay hold upon every good gift, beginning with the gift of the Holy Ghost, which can, can and will change your life. We are followers of Jesus Christ. The most important truth the Holy Ghost will ever witness to you is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He lives. He is our advocate with the Father, our exemplar, and our Redeemer. And I will add for um, our Christmas message, too, that he is also the not only just the literal Son of God, but was born of his mother Mary in a stable in Bethlehem and laid in a manger. And his birth was proclaimed by an angel to shepherds who came to worship him. The wise men saw the star in the east, and they came and brought him gifts. He lived a sinless life. He is our perfect example, teacher. He suffered for our sins and three day, and, and died for our sins. And three days later, he was resurrected, breaking the bands of death for each of us. And the day will come when he will come again. 
and we will hear his voice and we will see all see him together and um he'll be descending in the clouds of heaven with all of his friends clothed <laughs> in red and um as a remembrance of the blood that he shed for each of us and he will be clothed with power and great glory um with all the hosts of heaven and i um hope that i can live so that i can witness that whether um i'm physically have died or not i know that um i know that that's a blessing for all of us that that watch for him and live our lives and in an effort to follow him thank you i think it's so it is awesome that we end this year on christmas day and especially as we think and reflect on this last year about studying all of the signs of the coming of Jesus Christ, to be reminded on our last podcast on our last day that it's so similar to his birth, it was prophesied, right? The signs right. were told mm-hmm. and so many doubted um, But you know, some of these those things that, that were happened, looking for them saw them, but those that were looking for them saw them and the same will be true for us. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas. And thank you, Christine. And thanks to our listeners. And thanks for the whole year, not just for this week. It's been a fun year. And I've really enjoyed coming to know more about my Savior, more about the signs that testify of His coming, and having more time to ponder on and reflect on my activity in terms of how, what am I doing to help prepare the world for the second coming. So thank you for that. Yeah. And thanks well, let's, to everyone. Let's get our notebooks and start learning how to communicate with Jesus better. Exactly. He'll tell us what we need to be doing. That's right. <laughs> if we listen. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thank you, Kim. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.